0: I'm Chet Hanks, and this is Best Week Ever. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. This week we are going to talk about the Tina Turner documentary that's up on HBO Max. Ariana Grande joining The Voice. We're also going to be talking about the new Zola trailer, which I'm very excited about. And we will end it with our Best Week and Worst Week Ever Award. The Tina Turner documentary on HBO Max is absolutely one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. There are four parts to the documentary. Ike and Tina's story. It starts with the story of her rise to fame. 16 years old, she saw Ike play and instantly became a groupie. To paraphrase it, at least, um, he completely ignored her till the day she sang on stage. From there, it explains the cool behind-scenes stories of the shows, but it also shows the sad story of the domestic abuse between Ike and Tina. Back then, her name was Ann Mae Bullock, which I did not know. I thought her name was Tina Turner. Ike was the one who gave her the name Tina. He groomed her in a way. Um, and he had a lot of control of her life, except the outfits. She got control of the outfits, the hair, um, the backup dancers, and her own. For the second part, family, uh, there's old interviews of her on speaking about the abuse in the household. One story that sticks out and absolutely is heartbreaking was Ike throwing a scalding hot pot of coffee and Craig, her son, came in, um, she had third-degree burns, wanted to know if she was okay. Um, Craig, her son, never forgave his father, Ike, since that day. The story is just so sad. And it's also, um, that segment talks about the breaking away of Tina, away from Ike. Um, She was very brave. And in this documentary, you can see It's hard for her to explain when she left. Um, We've already covered the question, like, why did you stay? Why didn't you leave between the journalism and um, media? In this documentary, she constantly repeats she wanted to tell her story so she can be end with it, so she can just finish and never talk about it again. But her story, it sadly is very well known and relatable to many women and men, gay men out there. She became an icon for her freedom and for her voice. At the end of the day, she did leave Ike. It took a lot for her to do that. She tells you in the story the day of when she left. um, She gave Ike everything in the divorce but her name. She kept the name Tina Turner. She knew what she can do with that name. Um, But everything else, the money, the rights to the hits, she gave it all for her freedom. Which starts with part three, the comeback. Um, Tina works her ass off. Again, she's left with no penny or help with her kids. She has about like four of them from Ike after the divorce. So she worked in TV shows, game shows, Vegas shows for a while. That's why um, I loved Nick at Night. I think I've mentioned that already she was she appeared in a lot of TV shows Hollywood Squares as well she lost her identity because you know Ike molded Tina Turner but she always knew she wanted to be rock and roll she met soon-to-be manager Roger Davies and from there they tell their story of her struggling comeback finding herself as she was becoming a new performer by cutting her hair, showing off her legs more in outfits and costumes. What love got to do with it was a cover from a British pop band. Did you guys know that? No, because Tina Turner made that song into her own. In the beginning, she did not like the song, but the producer, um, she put a lot of belief towards the producer and music management that they really made that song a hit and it became Tina Turner's song. Um, Throughout the whole documentary, you are smiling and rooting for her. Um, She won so many Grammys to that album and sold out stadiums were just unbelievable, especially the one in Rio de Janeiro. I think it was around 300,000 people that she packed into a stadium. And through all of this, all the many years of hits, she's in her mid-40s by this point, Um, people are constantly asking her about Ike. And you'll see in the documentary that she takes it graciously and tries to move on to the next subject. But with our generation looking at journalism and media today, you can tell that it is a constant trauma, a constant trigger for her to always have to mention Mike even though she divorced him Um, so she thought she can come out with her story the real story of the abuse which leads to the final um, part of the whole entire segment the story um, she finally reaches out to a journalist for People magazine and the recording to this interview, I kind I can only imagine how much it would go up for auction. <laughs> it is a great keepsake, for sure. Um, she opens up about her relationship towards Ike and the abuse that she had to withstand. Literally, minutes before shows, it's shattering. She does this interview so she can just move on and end that chapter. But everyone brings up constantly throughout her um, life. And it's a constant trauma reminder. Something that she wants to completely forget. A great little Easter egg that I didn't know, Kurt Loder. Kurt (laughs) Loder? I can't say his name. He is one of the MTV news anchors that I... Grew up watching. I was always glued to the TV when I was watching MTV News, of course. He was one of the authors for I, Tina, the biography that Tina wrote alongside with him to open her story about pretty much everything that was hidden and no one knew about. Um, It's very inspirational. She was constantly being reminded, though, of her past. Uh, there is a fifth part. I know I said there's four parts, but the fifth part is about love. I smiled through the whole segment. It's so sweet how her and her current husband Erwin met, who is 20 years younger. Uh, she met him when she was 50. I love that she found loved and she lives in Switzerland. Um, please watch this documentary. It hits every generation. The 60s, her comeback in the 80s, coming out with her story in the 90s is just so inspiring. And the music, the live show, live music. I mean, I don't know when we're going to see that again. You do miss it. Um, and when you're done, go put her records on. Because <laughs> now I'm just going to start searching for vinyls the day that we can all go out and actually look for music in little bins. Um, I'll be looking for a Tina Turner final for sure. Ariana Grande on The Voice. First of all, I'm a huge fan of her musically, but I can't imagine her on his show. She's a diva, and graciously so she is a diva, but that being said, she likes to be filmed on her left side. I can see that show accommodating that because of how they are positioned in the show but I can't vocally see her in that show. I wish she can do skits again in Saturday Night Live, but, you know, I'm sure she's banned there till Pete Davidson pieces out. But I don't watch The Voice. My parents do. And now, since I am an Nader, I'm going to have to tune in. I wish her lots of luck. She's been through a lot and she seems so happy right now. I don't want that to be ruined. I can totally see her mom maybe pushing her to do this show. Otherwise, I guess I'll be tuning in. Alright, so I'm really excited to talk about this. It's the Zola trailer. I'm going to put the link in our description episode so you can watch the trailer. It has Taylor Page. She's playing Zola. It's based on a true story, a Twitter thread that happened back all the way in 2015. It is insane. For this tweet... um, it to go viral um, it's crazy and now it's going to be on an a24 films movie coleman domingo who plays a pimp name x in the twitter thread his name is z he is giving me keith david vibes big tim from requiem for a dream vibes super dark and creepy and scary differences this character is based On a true person, because this whole cast is real. Coleman Domingo is from Euphoria. He is, um, the sponsor, kind of... He was the guy from the last episode with Rue in the diner. Pretty much helps her with her addiction. Um, he... This year, he's been perfect. Playing perfect roles. Cameoing here and there. Yeah. Um... Anyway, he's in this film. <laughs> the girl who wrote and tweet <laughs> Isaiah King produced this film because you know she wrote it. um it happened six years ago, and when I read this, I remember reading this back when I was in Indonesia out loud to. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend at the time. It was just a crazy tweet that went viral. And the format that A24 Productions is just a beautiful cinematography. It has, like, a thriller to it as well. This spotlight on Isaiah King has really made her breakthrough on filming. She is like I said, producing this film, and I can't wait for her to produce and write more films. Um, I will be putting the link as well to the Twitter thread. That way you can see how this is going to end. It's crazy. For my best week ever, I have to hand it to Little Nas. He um, came out with this new music video. It did. Scared me, but the song slaps. I understand his transparency of what he had to struggle with when he was young, and he created art. Hearing all these parents complain about his graphic videos really made me think back about the music videos that I was watching. I remember watching Metallica. I had to be about nine or ten. The music video was Turn the Page, where it walks you through A mother-daughter relationship where the mother is a sex worker while the daughter is hiding in the closet while sleeping in the closet. And it shows the abuse that the daughter sees while she's, you know, sleeping. Um, That really fucked me up growing up. Um, I blame my parents like, what the fuck, where were you? And there was also Buster Rhymes. And Buster Rhymes is actually that's the vibe that I got when I saw the Little Nas video. It gave me um the late nineties Buster Rhymes. But when it comes to kids watching this, it's just like so like I don't know. I love the video even though it scares me a bit, but Metallica did too, and I ended up so liking their music. Um I was also kind of scared of it. I don't understand and many parents don't but in the meantime I'm gonna like all of his tweets in response to all the hate that he's been getting lately. The song is going to be fire this summer. I just don't see this song escaping. Um, maybe don't show it to your kids a music video otherwise I mean I didn't mind watching it i'm probably gonna see it again because i'm sure it has little easter eggs hidden all over by the way happy easter (laughs) for the worst week ever award i'm kind of torn between two i'll go first with the youtuber james charles he got caught engaging with teens like 15 16 year old boys sending very sexual pictures and reaching out to these young boys on instagram comments Like, Chris Delia move. Really gross. James Charles is 21 years old. There are so many guys his age. I don't understand why he goes for such young boys. Because there's a lot of young men. I mean, guys who are his age that look young anyway. He apparently called himself desperate for his actions. But is it really desperate or pedophilia i don't under, i don't know i don't know when the police are even going to be involved i saw his apology but it seems to be the same apology where he acts like it's not his fault or like he hasn't engaged with these boys when they specifically told them told him that they are young not underage you know not 18 And he has about 28 million followers. It's crazy how many followers these YouTubers have. But yeah, worst week ever for James Charles and also to Sharon Osbourne. She recently got sacked by the talk show. I guess they had enough evidence to show that she's no longer welcome. (laughs) And that she was a big scene to the huge, um, I guess, franchise or show or whatever. Big scene on why um, people were on guard and low-key she was kind of saying racist things. And just because she doesn't believe she's a racist, she does racist actions. And... Hopefully, she will take the time to work on her actions because, again, she's old. It's very ch- hard to um, teach a dog old, uh, old dog new tricks. But yes, she is probably having the worst week ever. It just makes me sad um, about Sharon Osborne. you know, just because her daughter has gone through mental illness i would say like mental health issues and you would think she would be a little bit you know uh, sympathetic towards the whole Meghan markle and pierce morgan's because i know for a fact if someone went after her daughter the way pierce morgan did she would not be defending pierce morgan at all that's that's the biggest issue with Sharon Osbourne to me I feel like if tables were to be turned in her favor not in her favor I mean like um she would be singing a whole different tune so yes worst week ever to James Charles and Sharon Osbourne sucks to be them right now and that is all for today's episode of... I will be catching up on more TV. Honestly, guys, the Tina Turner documentary was such a treat for me. It was a luxury watch. Um, I'm gonna see if I can see The Nanny, which is now on HBO Max. Hello, can't wait to see that. But I am also catching up on my Bob's Burgers, Simpsons. um, There's another cartoon I know sing about, but that I'm watching. Oh yeah, Family Guy, but Family Guy is like something I put in the background now. I don't know, I guess my humor has changed as I've grown up a bit, but I will catch you next week for Best Week Ever, and I hope you guys have a great weekend.